Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Uh, welcome back to another episode of our Loyalty360 Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. Uh, in this series, we talk with brand leaders about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Uh, today, we actually have a uh, Meet the Award winner series. We uh, have the pleasure of speaking with Christine Nuango, who's a senior brand manager of Veggies Made Great. Um, and their goal is to inspire people to love eating vegetables. I like eating some vegetables uh, by creating high quality, delicious and nutritious, smart, veggie rich foods that are ready to eat and available everywhere, correct? Correct, yep. All right, good. So thank you again for taking the time to talk to us today. And also uh, thank you for uh, you did a great job in your award submission in the customer engagement advocacy, advocacy category. Now I can't talk. Uh, category, uh, you won the silver, uh, which was great uh, in the partnership uh, that you're doing with us on the community. So it's great to see that very detailed uh, uh, award submission and great metrics. So uh, it's always good to see that. Thank you. Thanks so, so much. So for those who don't know a lot about Veggies Made Great, can you tell us a little about yourself, uh, your role as a company and, and, and what uh, Veggies Made Great is and kind of what you do for that? Sure. So um, I'm Christine Luongo. I'm the brand manager for Veggies Made Great. Um, what I do personally is um, as part of the marketing team, um, we run as a brand, we run a series of influencer marketing campaigns, shopper marketing campaigns. So we work directly with retailers, um, you know, to utilize their social handles or their digital assets to promote our brand. Um, we do, um, we do a series of events that we run as a marketing team. Um, so we do the sort of like the typical marketing mix um, that you would see from a CPG brand, but Veggies Made Great, as you said, is a natural frozen food brand available in retailers nationwide. So you can find us, you know, in the um, breakfast freezer at your local Walmart, Costco, Target, ShopRite. Um, and we've really seen tremendous growth in just the last, you know, five years, I would say. Um, and we are unique in the sense that the first ingredient in every product we make is vegetables. Um, so while there are a ton of natural, healthy, organic um, brands out there in the market, no one else can state the claim that we do, which is vegetables will be the first ingredient in every single one of our products. So what does that mean? Um, we make um, a series of product lines. So even our double chocolate muffin, the first ingredient is zucchini. The second ingredient is carrots. Um, so we always say that um, whether you love veggies or don't love them yet, uh, Veggies Made Great has a product offering for you because you can't taste the zucchini or carrots in our double chocolate muffin. Okay, that's good. Uh, it would be uh, good to know that, uh, that, 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 that is just definitely love the chocolate muffins and I uh, love uh, uh, the vegetables, that, that, that's great. So can you give us a short history of how Veggie Made Great came to be? I think you talked about a little bit some of the places you can find Veggie Made Great and how kind of your, it sounds like your mission is to really focus on health and wellness, healthier eating and creating the uh, kind of behaviors that uh, focus on you know, getting more vegetables uh, into, you know, in front of the people who probably need to eat them. Yeah. So, um, we actually started under a different brand name years ago and we came to the market, um, with a line of Kugels. So we were serving a very niche market and, uh, the owner of the company found that 
there were consumers outside of the um, market that he was selling these Kugels to, basically mainstream consumers that were enjoying the Kugels because um, for a variety of reasons, but one is they were chock full of vegetables and they were inherently gluten-free. Um, so when he found that, he wanted to make the Kugels more mainstream and market them under a different brand name. So we actually launched um, you know, in 2008 as Garden Lights and we came to the market with these line, this line of bakes, which were these seven ounce individually wrapped um, trays that were almost like an entree. Um, and they fared well in the market because at that time consumers were um, you know, watching calories. All of the bakes were under 200 calories. They were um, just inherently gluten-free. We didn't intentionally come to the market as a gluten-free market. So we, we tapped into this um, you know, allergy-friendly consumer that needed to eat a certain way. Um, and from there, we realized, again, that one of the reasons why consumers came to love the bakes was because of the amount of vegetables that were in the product. And people were really have struggling to find ways to eat vegetables, whether they didn't know how to prepare them, they didn't like them, um, they didn't have time to prepare them. There are a variety of reasons why people don't get veggies into their diet. And so we felt there was really something to that. There weren't a lot of, at the time, um, healthy frozen food brands out there. And so um, we really kind of wanted to pioneer in the space. And we knew that health messages change over time, right? Low calorie, low carb, keto, paleo, there's all these different health messages right. out there in the market. But one message we know will never change is that you need to eat your veggies. Um, and so as a brand, we have developed a series of product lines that help you and your family do that. Like I said, whether you like eating vegetables or don't like them yet. So from the bakes, we launched a line of um, sweet muffins where the first ingredients, zucchini and carrots. We launched a line of um, what I call our savory muffins. They're delicious. It's our, ve it's, it's our veggie cakes. Um, they're made with a delicious blend of um, you know, seven different veggies, a little bit of uh, brown rice, a little bit of egg and seasoning. So it's got a really clean ingredient statement. And I think consumers just grew to really count on us as a brand, as a way to get more veggies into their diet. And just recently, we launched a line of frittatas, which have really taken off. Okay, great. Um, uh, you have a community, online community, uh, very important, uh, I think part of your customer load, customer experience, uh, processes, you know, how did you come to decide to kind of launch an online community, an online community, and I mean, what's the process to, to get that developed and kind of what do you see in your community? So, um, one of, uh, you know, one of the really cool things about our brand is that when I first joined the company, I was blown away at the loyalty of the brand. And I think that we see such, um, such high consumer loyalty because like I said, there's really no other brand out there on the market that can state veggies will always be the first ingredient. We don't consider ourselves to have any direct competitors. And so because of that, um, consumer loyalty and advocacy is just you know, off the chart. And so we wanted to be able to scale that and harness all of that energy that we were seeing that was going on, um, whether it was people posting about us on Instagram or um, people, you know, sending us a message to say, um, I took your muffins to, you know, uh, you know, a school birthday party and gave out some coupons. Um, so we wanted, we knew all of that was going on, but we wanted to build a central source 
um, where we could sort of like organize that energy and scale that energy. And so we teamed with a company called Vesta, which is the platform that we actually run the community off of. Um, and what we did is we, we said, you know, if you're interested in learning more about the brand, having access to health experts and, um, you know, partaking in missions and offers and surveys in exchange for, um, you know, chance to win free product or free product coupons, we'd love for you to join this community. Um, and so the community was launched. We, we uh, tapped our typical channels, our email subscriber list, our social media followers. Um, and, you know, right out of the gate, I think, you know, within the first year, we hit over 10,000 community members. Interesting. When, when you look at the, the, the people in the community, what are they sharing? Are they sharing uh, uh, recipes? Are they asking you questions with regard to things they would like to see? And yeah. what do you see in the community and, and, and how do you use that to build customer loyalty? We do a lot of really fun things to the community. Um, I'll give you specific examples of some of the um, areas where we've seen success. So um, because we are a better for you brand, people love to share about us. So they love to tell their friends and family about us. You know, if you're feeding your kid a double chocolate muffin, you might as well feed them a veggies made great double chocolate muffin because of the health benefits that come with it. And so um, we know that people are excited to share about the brand. So we decided to tap into that. One of the missions we launched pre-COVID um, was called Plant a Coupon Mission. So we call our uh, community members veg heads. And um, what they could do is they could sign up to um, receive coupons in the mail from us with stickers that say planted by a veg head. Um, and we asked them to, we would send them 20 stickers and uh, 20 coupons. And we asked them to actually go into retail stores and plant the coupons on boxes, on shelf in the stores. Um, and so we, we promoted sort of this like gamification mission, um, which really engaged the community members. It definitely engaged any community members that had children um, because the community members would go and they would plant their coupons with their kids and then they would take a picture of it, post it on social media, you know, go check out the coupons that I planted, um, you know, at the Target on Main Street and save a dollar when you purchase veggies made great. Um, so we had a lot of fun with, with missions like that. We also utilize um, the community to gain insights on our consumers. Um, we do that obviously to help us as a brand, but ultimately help um, the community members and our consumers. So one of the ways that we've done that is, um, you know, we have a, a evergreen welcome survey on the community. And one of the questions that we ask is where do you grocery shop? Um, and so if a consumer has answered that question, we are then able to target them with certain um, communications or information. Um, you know, if we know a consumer shops at Walmart and we have, you know, a $2 off muffins coupon running at Walmart, we can target a communication to those consumers to let them know, hey, we know you shop at Walmart. Um, if you're headed there this weekend, use this $2 off coupon to save on muffins. Um, lastly, um, one of the really fun things that we've done recently is um, we've utilized the community um, and the members that we know are the most engaged community members to um, get insight on some of the products that we have in the innovation pipeline, which has been really fun for the community members and been very eye-opening for us as a brand to say, 
you know, how do you think this nutritional profile looks? How did you feel about the taste? What do you think of the texture? Um, so it's been fun for the community members to partake in those activities. It's been really helpful to the brand to know that when we go to the market with a product, um, we have, you know, that sort of pulse check on the consumer before it even launches. Okay, excellent. So uh, the zero party data is a big thing right now. So creating community understanding, uh, you know, exactly what customers want and getting into that unique engagement, that reciprocity of communication is very important. Uh, so how are you using surveys, you know, to identify and, and segment the users for, you know, higher levels of personalization? And, you know, how do you design surveys uh, in a manner to kind of get that data? So we, um, first of all, I feel like we're very transparent um, with our consumers to say that, you know, when we ask you to answer these questions, in addition to us as a brand, you know, utilizing the data um, to be able to better market ourselves to prospects, but also, also to you. So like I said before, a lot of the times, um, if we have certain campaigns running or we wanna communicate certain messages to community members, we will make sure that that communication and that messaging is only going to the appropriate community members. Um, our products are very popular um, with children, as you can imagine. Um, and so, uh, you know, we know that there are a number of moms within the community, but there's also a number of, um, you know, single people households that are part of the community. And so a lot of the times we, um, you know, we always make sure that if we've got like coloring page missions, they don't land on a, you know, a single person household's dashboard. Got it. Interesting. Well, when you look at uh, your efforts to listen to and understand your customers, that, that's a big challenge for most marketers today with technology. And, and okay, you mentioned that even having the right data and having the right communication around data is very challenging. So how do you, how do you do that in a kind of a unique way to you know, listen to and understand your customers and, and, you know, show them that they're being heard? Um, I really think it's in the follow through. Um, I think the, the fact that community members take the time to um, even give their feedback to us shows that they believe we're going to do something with the information. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, we have act, we actually have a survey running now where um, you know I am one on one pulling these people from the community and engaging um, with them to pull information from them and so I think the fact that we keep tapping them and we keep asking questions shows that we value their feedback and we're going to do something with it okay. and I think over time community members have found like okay I feel like they're listening. That's interesting. When you look at, um, uh, you know, kind of the emotional loyalty uh, of, of your offering, emotional loyalty is very important. Brands are trying to understand the best ways to do that. Obviously, health and wellness, uh, kid uh, engagement, obviously, is a very important thing for parents. What, what does emotional loyalty mean to your brand and how do you measure that? And, and most importantly, how, how do you go about generating that? Um, so for us, food is very emotional. So as a food brand, it's very important, especially a better for you food brand, it's very important to be transparent and authentic, I believe. And because vegetables are the first ingredient in every product that we make, um, 
I think there's an emo the emotional factor that we play into there is um, we're a feel good brand, right? So you can feel good about serving your family veggies made great um, because we have sort of always stayed within our brand guardrails. We've never really wavered. Um, vegetables are always the first ingredient in everything we make. We're always allergy friendly. So we're free from gluten, soy, peanut, tree nut. Um, and that really resonates with people and it creates this emotional connection that you couldn't get you know, elsewhere. Okay, interesting. So when you look at um, uh, customers changing, uh, health and wellness, obviously a big piece of that, changing during COVID, how they may find your product, engage with your product. A lot of marketers are trying to keep up with customers changing and kind of engage around that. How do you feel your customers are changing and how are you adapting to that? So um, it's a little bit twofold for us. One is consumers, um, eating habits will continue to evolve over time, right? So like I said, when we launched, we were very popular with like the Weight Watchers crowd and individuals who wanted to be able to throw in, um, you know, a frozen lunch that was less than 200 calories into their lunchbox. Um, people don't really eat that way anymore. You know, it's not just calories that people are focused on. And so as a brand, we've definitely had to adapt to that. Um, we've, we've played around with different formats. We've definitely played around with flavors. Um, but again, we sort of stuck to vegetables always being the first ingredient um, in every product that we make. Um, but we're very in tune with consumers' eating habits and where we think trends in the market will be going. Um, and I feel like as a brand, we've got a really strong um, innovation team um, you know, to work on that. And then in terms of buying behaviors, um, which are also changing, we've definitely had to adapt during COVID. Um, you know, like most brands, I'm sure, like most food brands, we saw that huge spike in March where, um, you know, we couldn't keep inventory on the shelves if we tried. Um, and so we've definitely adapted as a marketing um, team. We um, are very focused on our online present, um, presence. We're focused on how we look on target.com versus walmart.com when a consumer is searching for veggies made great on those retailer sites. Um, we have put spend behind retailer agnostic shopping sites like Instacart and Shipt. Um, so we've definitely adapted to um, both the way consumers uh, consume in terms of how they eat as well as how they shop. Okay. And when you look at the, the efficacy, the success, uh, the criteria for your customer loyalty program, what are some of the KPIs that you have for the program and, and how do your team, how does your team look at those and potentially even you know, uh, adapt those based on the, 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 you know, the environment that are kind of the channel they're, they're coming from? Um, so we, we use a, um, we use a variety of KPIs. So um, one of the KPIs that we use to measure um, is the impact of engagement and activity within the community on loyalty. So 93% of members are likely to recommend Veggies Made Great brand to their friends and family. We've seen that that was a 15% increase from when we first launched the community about a year and a half ago. Um, so that's a huge change for us that we, you know, we think it's great, great, reflection of the community. Um, in addition, we, we measure the impact um, um, within the community on purchases. So um, after joining the community, um, prior to joining the community, I believe 
only, I think only five out of 10. So half of the community members who joined the community had never actually tried veggies made great um, before. And now, um, you know, we pulled the, we surveyed the community members just recently and nine out of 10 have now tried um, veggies made great. So you can, you can sense that the community really probably had something to do with that um, drive to purchase. And then lastly, um, we measure, um, the community in terms of brand advocacy. Um, so we've generated over 6,000 social posts on um, social media within the community alone, which is a reach over 2.2 million. So from a competitor set, how is your brand different from the competitors? You know, are you seeing the same sort of efforts around personalization or communities? And if not, how are you guys different? What are you guys doing differently uh, in the competitive landscape? Yeah, so um, we are unlike our competitors, we believe, because no one else that out there on the market in the frozen food space can claim veggies are the first ingredient in everything that they make. Um, so we are unique in that sense. However, it is difficult to, to sort of differentiate ourselves amongst the natural competitor set that you see in the frozen food space because everyone uses the same terminology, organic, natural, clean and simple. Um, so we really, really focus our marketing efforts on not sort of blending in and sticking out from the pack. And we try to really drive home, you know, the notion that veggies are our number one ingredient. And um, at the end of the day, we just want to make, you know, we want um, you to feel good about the food that you're feeding you and your family. Um, and veggies made great is one of the ways that you can do that. Okay. Hey, kind of a quick follow up to that. You talked about some of the kind of the nomenclature associated with the industry. Uh, you know, the, it, does that, can that be confusing whether it's uh, fresh or, you know, organic or whatever? Cause you know, th those standards somewhat, I know they, they change periodically, correct? Depending on how the, the kind of the, I think the FDA kind of defines. Yeah. yeah. So those sort of terms that I just rattled off there are, you know, they're loose terms in the sense that they aren't heavily regulated or are not regulated. Um, and so we've seen a lot of brands using the same sort of terminology. And I yep. think for the consumer, it's confusing. Um, you know, you can call yourself a natural brand and not be natural. Um, and just because something is gluten-free, that doesn't make it healthy. Um, consumers are definitely more educated now um, than they were. And I think being home with COVID and really focusing on what consumers are putting into their body, um, they've taken the time to sort of educate themselves more. But, you know, we take it upon ourselves as a brand to be transparent and authentic. You know, we'll never say that we are, you know, the healthiest brand you'll ever find out there on the marketplace, but you, we will always be the better for you brand. Okay, that's awesome. And then the last question I have for you is, you know, what can Loyalty 360 do as, as a trade association for the industry? You know, what can we do to help you with your customer loyalty program, your customer loyalty journey? So one of the things that I love most about you guys is just the sheer fact that you're probably my main source when it comes to bringing marketers together. So I always love to gain an understanding of what, what uh, you know, another brand manager is doing and whether or not they're in the same, you know, industry or category as me. Um, I just value Loyalty 360 in the sense that they continuously share and bring um, like-minded marketers together to try and help each other learn and grow as a marketer. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, doing some cool things around that in the community and hopefully that, that continues to help you. And again, congratulations on your uh, win in the customer engagement advocacy care category. Thank you so comment. much. And thank you for having us. Absolutely. We were so thank happy you. to be a part of it. All right, perfect. And I uh, look forward to hearing from more from you in 2021. And have yeah. a wonderful holiday. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, you too. Bye.